Confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. It is an important type of cognitive bias that has a significant effect on the proper functioning of society by distorting evidence-based decision-making. Now, I am starting today's episode this way because I feel like there's so many things I want to touch on regarding confirmation bias. Stan Twitter. Gender wars Twitter. In fact, everyone on Twitter, are you not tired? Like, it's so... It's getting out of hand. It's so unnecessary. Like... I feel like there's just so much that needs to be said. I don't even know where to start. For Stan Twitter, I don't know how you can get to the point where you feel like you support someone so strongly that even though it's clear that this person is in the wrong, you have refused to turn yourself away from that person. Now, everyone everyone is guilty of confirmation bias like literally everyone including me there are times where i support someone so strongly and i don't even want to believe anything that goes against that person you could show me that this is facts this is it's right in front of me like this person did this and i would be like no this person cannot do this as a matter of fact i would start to come up with scenarios in my head to make to prove to you that this person didn't do it even though it wasn't true now why i'm referring to this is because i feel like it has created such a toxic society that we like we just we're just so delusional at this point stan twitter we just follow people blindly and we feel like if this person is my fave then no matter what they do they're my fave i'm never going to speak ill of them i'm never going to criticize them even if they need to be criticized do you guys know that criticism is a way for people to get better like literally you can criticize your fave without actually changing the fact that they're your fave you can say hey i don't like what you just did but you're still my fave but i'm gonna point out that i don't like it there's a lot of you that you know you go on the internet you're against this thing from beginning to end until your fave does it and then it's fine your fave does it and it's like okay yeah whatever i'm just gonna turn a blind eye it doesn't matter because this person did it so it's fine it's ridiculous And like, it's just, everything just ties under confirmation bias. At the end of the day, it's just getting out of hand. Now, to gender wars Twitter. The fact that we turn everything, I'm not even, I'm saying specifically Twitter because that's where like I spend most of my, my time on social media and on Twitter. I feel like that's also where a lot of people have a lot of conversations because like Instagram is just pictures and stuff. But Twitter, you can actually have conversations with people. I feel like people just turn everything to a gender war these days. Like, just today, or yeah, just a couple hours ago, we, right now as I speak, 
people are protesting in Nigeria to end SARS, to end police brutality. And some girl decided that it was a gender thing. It made no sense because like both men, women, children, teenagers, minors are getting like affected by this. So it makes no sense for you to come to the internet and be like, oh my gosh, like when we were fighting against rape, men were in there. It doesn't, that doesn't, it's not, that's not what we're talking about. That's not the case at hand. The case right now is that we're trying to fight against this thing that affects all of us. It doesn't even matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter if you're a man. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. Like literally they shot a girl in her mouth. So it, it doesn't even matter. But Shorty was like talking about genders. I was just like, what? What? Like this is so unnecessary it's not needed like everything on that app always has to be either gender war or just like okay my stand my my fave against your fave like you know i'm gonna give an example with the megan tory situation there's a lot of people who wanted to hear both sides of the story like they came out on Twitter and they're like, oh, I want to hear besides the story. I want to hear besides the story. And I said in the last episode that I want to believe Megan so bad, but I feel like it is important that we hear the other side of the story. I said it too. However, in this particular topic, when it comes to stands and like faves or whatever, and art- artists that you idolize, I feel like if your fave was shot, you wouldn't want to hear the other side of the story, bruh. You wouldn't want to. The only reason you want to hear the other side of the story is because you don't fuck with Megan and it's not your business. Like, you just don't fuck with her. Because if, if she was your fave, you still wouldn't want to hear the other side of the story. The same people on Twitter right now talking about, I want to hear the other side of the story. If your favorite artist came out and said, I was shot by this person you wouldn't want to hear the other side of the story you would go ahead with your twitter fingers and start dragging that's what you would do drag without even hearing what the other person has to say so i don't know if you get how how these things all tie together like it's all just tied into just one big mess like we all just that's where confirmation bias comes in like we are presented evidence that this is what it is but we choose to believe only what we want to believe and that's where it comes in like no matter what you try to prove to people sometimes even if you show them all the evidence in the world it takes something very strong like maybe an emotional connection or personal connection for for it to change their mind for example if a person doesn't um, if a person does not believe in racial injustice, for example, and you constantly show them videos, video proof, um, um, things that have happened in the past to prove to them that racial injustice does exist. Some of them, actually, a lot of people will still have it in their head that this is social, racial injustice does not exist unless it happens to them directly 
that's the only way that you can change their mind. And even then, some people just feel like, oh yeah, it happened to me. It doesn't mean it's happening to a bunch of other people. Like that's just how confirmation bias works. But I just feel like sometimes we need to be conscious. Like we need to remove ourselves from that situation so we can be conscious of how we think and the things that we say because it's getting ridiculous. It's just it's just getting out of hand. Anyways, that's that for that. Um, if you don't know who's speaking, this is Solange. Welcome to the Sage Podcast. I wanted to start off that way because I just feel like oh, it's just ridiculous how we all just like turn a blind eye to stuff because we want to. Like we pick and choose what we want to pay attention to and what we don't want to pay attention to. We have a particular set of rules and we apply to what we want to apply to and then for the for another circumstance we just like ignore it and it's just weird. Anyways, um thank you for listening. This is the Sage podcast. There's a lot to talk about today. Um I don't even know where to start. Um let's do some entertainment. So I I was going to talk about Bryson's album last episode, but I wanted to sit on it for a little bit. Honestly, first listen, it was like a 5 out of 10 for me. I feel like... I just feel like the album was kind of average. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. At that time, I didn't even know that he was going to release a second album called Serenity, I think. Um, I just felt like, wow, this is what we're getting after five years, really. Um... But right now, like, from first listen, my favorite song from the album was Sorrows. I just felt like, yeah, you know, this is the Bryson that, you know, we all fell in love with. Um, But now, I think I would give it, like, a 6.5. Because a lot of tracks are growing on me. I When I listened to Always and Forever for the first time, I liked it. But I, it wasn't something that I was going to replay over and over again. Now, it's a different story because I'm playing it over and over and over again. Um, I also really like I'm Ready For You. And I think I started liking it like today, honestly. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Drake, Drake track. I, it was very underwhelming to me. I think that it could have been better. Um, the Drake verse was just kind of like, ugh, meh like just just not it just wasn't it honestly um i like to keep doing what you're doing just because of the storyline and like how it goes i think the album is is average it's decent it's a decent listen it's not terrible um a lot of tracks will grow on you from the first listen you probably won't like a lot a lot of tracks but eventually you probably will get used to it um who else dropped? Um, 21, 21 Savage and Metro Booming. I loved it from the first listen. Like, first listen, I absolutely loved it. Actually, I think I liked it more first listen than I like it now. Because now I just go back to a couple of tracks. Um, I love Glock in My Lap. That's, I think, Glock in My Lap and Rich Nigga Shit is my, two, those are my two favorite tracks off the album. I listen, I, I play them back i like um r.i.p love i like my dog yeah 
and I like the Snitches and Rats interlude. For some reason, I don't even listen to the like the Snitches and Rats song. I listen to the interlude because I just love Morgan Freeman's voice. I think that um, he did a really great job narrating the album. I think Metro Booming's, um, oh my God, he did great. I feel like I feel like he should like produce movie soundtracks because like his beats just have a cinematic effect. It's just amazing. Um, but yeah, that's how I felt about the albums. I, f- I just felt like I want, I wanted to sit on it for a little bit before actually speaking about it. Cause, um, honestly, you don't know how you feel about an album right off the first listen. Like you have a, a, a feeling, but it's not all the way there. Like you can't completely, um, take in an album in one listen. Um, Yeah movies i saw there's this uh for those of you who don't watch nigerian movies this is a nigerian movie i'm about to speak about so pardon me um but it's a nigerian movie on netflix called oloture and i loved it a lot of people were complaining about how it ended but personally i do not like i don't care about the ending i think that's like very realistic there's a lot of journalists in the world who are stuck in war zones who are stuck with uh, with insurgent groups with terrorists who are raping them um and they got there because they were trying to do their job they were trying to report on those situations and they ended up there um so yeah like i feel like that is something that is so realistic like she was she really went deep into the job she it was getting very extreme and she ended up in the rabbit hole and like she just couldn't get out so i personally don't care for a sequel i hope they don't i think they should leave it as is um but knowing nigerian movie producers it it, honestly it feels like they will do a sequel um I don't know what what the storyline would be for the sequel. I don't even know what to expect for a sequel. Um, maybe like her her plot to escape or like where they're taking them to. I'm not sure. I don't think I even want to see one. I think the movie ended perfectly. The storyline was amazing. It was very unpredictable. It wasn't something that anyone could have predicted. Honestly typical nigerian movies you just predict you just predict like a good ending for the protagonist like okay whoever it is as the main character whoever it is that is the main the lead character definitely will have it like good at the end but this one was like totally different which i liked um i haven't even had time to see a lot of movies these days but i really wanted to make time for that one and i saw it with my friends and it was just a great movie all in all i liked the writing i liked the cinematography i liked everything about it um yeah so back to bison's was it bison's album or was it 20 it was 21's album um <laughs> there was like an outrage because drake mentioned dating scissor and um he said he dated an old and scissor has since come out and said that yeah they did date but it wasn't in 08, it was in 09. Um, but I think he wanted to say 08 because it rhymed with weight. Because um, I used to date scissor back in 08 or something, something. Anyways, it, it rhymes with something in the song. Um, 
and so he felt like it would be better to say 08 the funny thing though is that in 08 scissor was 17 and drake would have been i think he would have been 22 um so that kind of sparked the conversation and people were like does he know that that's terribly wrong he was dating a minor and it got me thinking like i was like okay so if a 17 year old dates someone who's 19 would it be considered wrong if a yeah Honestly, if a 17-year-old dated someone who was 19, would it be considered wrong? If a 17-year-old dated someone who was 20 or 21 or 22, like, like how, how, like, would it be considered wrong? I mean, I know by law, by law, they're only supposed to date people within their age group, but like, it's like, would you consider someone who's 20 dating a 17-year-old? Would you consider them like, vi- like taking advantage of that person, or I don't want to say pedophile because pedophiles are like for children, like children, children. I feel like a seventeen-year-old is g- kind of grown. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I wanted to just bring up that conversation. I'm not sh- like honestly, I don't have much to say about it because it's. I'm still kind of trying to figure it out in my head, but I feel like it's something that we should really think about, like where is like where do we draw the line so is it like a 20 year old dating a 17 year old shouldn't be allowed or a 19 year old dating a 17 year old shouldn't be allowed you know yeah i just feel like those conversations need to be it it just needs to be very clear because it's kind of confusing um i know like again i know by law it's not supposed to be allowed but morally like in society <laughs> how how far can we go you know um yeah i wrote a couple of things down um that i wanted to talk about as well um yeah so the other day someone retweeted something um uh, and i think the person referred to you know um like the person posted stretch marks unibrows back and side rolls um like you know um small boobs the person posted it and referred to them as imperfections like i think they said love your imperfections or something like that and it was kind of weird because it's like how are these imperfections if this human being was created though like that way stretch marks they're all part of being human Having a unibrow, it's part of being human. Having side rolls, part of being human. So, does that mean like every like I mean every human is is not no one is no one's perfect first of all. But would you refer to those specific things as imperfections? So, if you refer to those things as imperfections, those specific things, what do you refer to as perfections? Because if you refer to uh, a stretch like having stretch marks as an imperfection which means that those who don't have stretch marks are perfect so for example if a person has stretch marks a unibrow um side rolls a flat chest and yeah like 
that person would be totally imperfect but if they had no stretch marks no unibrow like eyebrows perfectly carved um no side rolls no back rolls and had a full chest would that human being be referred to as perfect i think that logic if if in your head that doesn't sound right then you referring to those other things as imperfect is just it makes no sense at all um i feel like these days we just have standards that god knows i don't even know how those standards came about who set those standards who set the stand who says this is how you have to be as a woman or a man to be referred to as perfect you know like what are physical imperfections is the question what exactly are like how do you say this person is imperfect like i love your imperfections and by imperfections quote unquote i mean stretch marks unibrows back and side rolls flat chest hip dips you know cellulites like it's just honestly like this is a conversation that needs to be had what are imperfections what are flaws like there there can be character flaws attitude but like physical flaws and like physical imperfections quote unquote i don't get it because that means that people who don't have that are perfect and we already say that no human is perfect so it's like it's just kind of weird anyways um and that just leads me into another topic um it's just it's strange because um it leads back to like the gender war twitter conversation a girl got hit by a man brutalized and beaten and be- because of that as a consequence of his action his record label decided that they would drop him because they did not want to endorse domestic violence and then people were saying that this girl is quote unquote a destiny killer <laughs> first of all what is a destiny killer because if we're talking about destiny killers in this conversation the guy who decided that it was okay to hit a woman is the destiny killer and then it turned into one big ass gender war like everything honestly on twitter is a gender war we everything we turn into man and woman male and female even though it has nothing to do with that even though it affects all the genders across the board it doesn't even matter like it's always going to turn to a gender war you like it or not like gender war always every time um which is just stupid to me because like why why are we fighting like over you're a man i'm a woman but in this particular case lil frosh in case of all the people out there i'm gonna give you a brief if you don't know what happened lil frosh is an artist who was signed to davido's record label dmw um and i think davido has been trying to push him since like earlier in the year or last year um and recently his girlfriend's pictures um 
which showed that she was beating like she was sorry which showed her face swollen um as a result of him beating her up um surfaced on the internet and a lot of people like were talking about it it came out with a story which says that she was um after getting in a, in a heated argument with him he decided that it was okay to hit her and hit her continuously basically apparently it he has a he it wasn't a first time thing it's something that he's always been doing like from way before um but i mean we don't know that but now we have pictures to prove that this guy does in fact hit his girl now his record label to go as far as dropping him they probably wouldn't do that without investigation which they did and obviously they probably find found out that there's some truth to her story so they decided to drop him now my fellow nigerians went on twitter and they're like everyone on social media actually like insta blog comments comments on twitter they're like oh now this poor boy's destiny is ruined um now his record label has dropped him wow like honestly forgiveness is the bruh 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 if your sister was beaten to that extent would you be looking for forgiveness you know what honestly at this point i don't even think that's a valid question anymore because a lot of you would even like would even encourage your sisters to stay in such situations like to 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 keep being in those situations so i don't even think that's a valid question because honestly a lot of you are, are just weirdos like total weirdos but in general why would anyone want to be in that situation why would anyone try to blame the woman for that situation like whoever the victim is of domestic abuse why is that person to blame constantly to the extent where she even had to come out and explain herself like to be to be to be fair she didn't even come out to, she wasn't the one who leaked the story her friend was the one who leaked the story and then now she had to explain herself and be like, oh, you know, this is what happened. I didn't mean to do this. I didn't mean to do it. Bruh, bruh. She's not the one in the wrong here. She did absolutely nothing wrong but exist. And then this human being decided that it was okay to inflict his anger and pain on her. Physically. And then you come on the internet and say that she's a destiny killer. What the heck is a destiny killer? First of all, what is a destiny killer? Like, what do you mean that she was sitting on her own and then he decided that it was okay to beat her up? Beat her up? Like, we were giving mouths for a reason, you know? You can have a conversation. If this person upset you, you can have a mature conversation like normal couples should do about it. Doesn't have to be physical all the time. Even worse, like apparently or allegedly, it's an ongoing thing. Like it's not something that he did just once. He has been doing it. 
and she's been there and this girl is so young they're both so young like she's honestly they're too young to be in that kind of toxic situation you know too too young to be in such toxic situation i just feel like we're all just we all just say stuff and we're insensitive or we don't care as long as it's not someone who's close to us as long as it's not um as long as we're not in that situation it's very easy for us to cast things aside it's very easy for us to ignore situations or belittle situations like you know because a lot of you on the internet even women who are like oh she's a destiny like would you would you be okay like that this is why people don't come out to share their story is because no one believes them it's either no one believes them or they're they're blamed for that situation you said why did you insult the man you why did you do this and why did you do that as if the man doesn't have his mouth to insult back you know like it's like you said why did you do this and that why would you provoke him to that extent verbally verbally verbal abuse is not right however i believe it is way better than physical abuse physical abuse is just unacceptable for both parties a man should not hit a woman a woman should not hit a man that's why we have mouths to communicate with each other communicate our frustrations our pleasures our displeasure anything that like you feel you should be able to communicate with your partner it doesn't have to be beaten it doesn't have to be violent it doesn't have to be physical all the time so no there's no excuse for domestic violence no she's not a destiny killer she did absolutely nothing wrong for speaking up her friend did nothing wrong for speaking up i mean yeah honestly we're just gonna leave it at that because a lot of you men i feel like again this whole this whole podcast is just gonna lead back to that one thing that i started with which is which is confirmation bias confirmation bias for everything you're okay with it until your fave is involved and then you're not okay with it anymore it's fine until you're involved and then it's not fine anymore they're lying until you're involved and then you're telling the truth all of a sudden when is it gonna stop it's getting so stupid anyways um we're gonna leave it at that i think there's there's a lot to talk there's a lot more to talk about but i feel like i'm just gonna leave it there um Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. It was kind of more of a rant, honestly. But thank you for listening regardless. Um, and tune back in for the next episode. Um, should be lots more to talk about then. I mean, things happen every day these days. You never really know. Um, anyways, it's been Salon speaking. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to think like a sage.